Um, so it says, is love enough? That's very interesting because I think immediately to the um, the um, rom-coms, you know, like where they get to the end and someone spurned a lover and like they get to the end and they're like, well, I guess love's just not enough, hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So that's immediately where my <laughs> mind went to. I'd love to know like what, what you were thinking about it, you know? And yeah. Yeah. Hey, welcome to A Heart to Heart. I'm Sammy E. And I'm Meg. Hey, we are talking through faith, hope, and love. Let's go. Hey, Samantha. Hello. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Yeah, it's spring. I'm glad to be moving forward in our year. Yeah. Yeah. Going to be celebrating your birthday. Yes, we are. Yay. We're recording this on April Fool's Day, by the way, but we're not going to play a prank on you guys. <laughs> nope. Not going to happen. <laughs> I told Megan, <laughs> I'm not really into April Fool's. I think it's because I'm me and because I'm so close to that day. It's just like, well, okay. I don't consider you a not fun person. I consider you a very fun person, but I also think like April Fool's Day is kind of played out. Like I'm ready to move on. Like yeah. we've got more to deal with in our cultural lives, you know? Yes. Like, we don't need a collective prank day. We no, don't. We don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's heavy enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, before we jump into our, our last topic of this this season, I guess, Yeah. Um, let's recap where we've been. Okay. So we started off in faith. I loved which, it. Oh, so good. God just... Okay. So I firmly believe, like, as, as Christians... We, you know, experience faith closely. We grow in faith. We, you know, we struggle with faith, like all those things. But like, I just felt super blessed by our conversation and getting to know like where our faith is based in, um, if we misplace it, you know. Yeah, how to grow it. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. So uh, we talked about that being based in the character of God, seen throughout the word in the Old and New Testament. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just... It's a blessing. So if you haven't listened to those, go back and, and listen to those for sure. Then we talked about hope, which hope is basically just anticipating pleasure. And I definitely know that I personally, I saw hope <laughs> as a disappointment, um, which contradicted what the word said about it. But that's that was the experience. So we grew in understanding how to walk in hope and make it something that we can actually be successful in. So, yeah. Yeah. So then this this next chunk, because we decided to do faith, hope, and love. And so this next section was the love one. And I must say mm -hmm. that I just thought, well, this one will be easy. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you walk and you work toward love all the time in relationships and decisions and like how you're... And I feel like we hear a lot about love. Yeah. It's like a very present thing, you know? Yep. So I, you know, it's just with the assumption of this was easy, of course it's not. Nope. <laughs> so I thought it would be fun. Let's talk through some questions. Oh, Megan, okay. And just, let's just see what we come up with and have a, have a, you know, a discussion about how love should work out and our perspective. Yeah. Right? And our experiences. Yes. Okay. Yes. All cool, right. So cool. the first one yeah. that I have for you is how do we come to know love? Hmm. Like if you're thinking about coming to know love, like what does that mean? 
Wow. Um, I feel like a lot of it was defined by how I experienced it, um, whether in my home life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I was super privileged and blessed to grow up with loving uh, parents who kept me in church and they supported me very well and were, you know, they met needs. They were, there was an attachment there that, you know, a, a healthy attachment there that I feel like um, illustrated that, you know, what love is, okay. you know. Um, and I saw how my dad loved my mom and that kind of set up, you know, and my, how my mom loved my dad and that kind of set up how I imagined, real, you know, actual marriage relationship to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a lot from your youth group and teachers in there too especially when it comes to being interested right. in the opposite sex right. and everything so yeah yeah so uh I, I think it was a lot through my experiences and teaching you know okay now when it comes to knowing the true love of god i don't think i really understood that until like my mid-20s like i really experienced it you know mm-hmm. so I don't know if I'm stepping on a future question, but no, that's kind of that's, great. <laughs> that's, that's kind great. of an overview. How about okay. you? How did you come to know love in your life? Well, I don't. I, I don't know that I have anything different, really. It's definitely the experience. Um, I feel like the the person in my life that taught me the most about love has been my husband. Mm. Um, just his his faithfulness and commitment to who we are and what what we are and our heart like he he's just such a rock for those types of things so um I definitely feel like culturally I tried to find it you know in in tv shows where they Mm. would show romance yeah they would show uh just how to connect to people and I think that's that's like the story of life was we're we're looking for the story of love Mm -hmm. and so we we search for it in different places. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what would be our, is this our next question here? Mm-hmm. Okay. So our next question, um, I'll, I'll pose this one to you. So it says, we are looking for a picture that depicts love, God's love. What is your picture? What do you envision? I think it's a romantic picture. Oh, really? <laughs> I think it's like. Um, like the knight in shining armor Hmm. coming to save the lady and just the the fact that she's the treasure. Hmm. If I'm, you know, if I'm thinking, man, I feel loved. It's, it's being treasured enough to be sought after and be found (laughs) and then, um, be, be safe there Mm -hmm. and know that we are becoming more together I think that that's just my yeah my natural response yeah I always think about a father's love like yeah that's something that I think that's what landed on me when I was in my mid-20s and it wasn't because I had a you know complicated relationship with my dad because I didn't like you know Mm -hmm. but um I didn't want to look Personally, I was at a point where I didn't want to look at romantic relationships as mimicking that because I had just gotten out of a really crappy one, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, "Well, I don't want to, I don't want to conflate that the two. Work. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to conflate the two. Let me really get to know God in a different way, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, you know, since I could see 
my dad's intentions toward me and how they were constantly, you know, for my good and lifting me up and teaching me well and how to work through life, you know, responsibly and all these things. Like, that's a way that I could, that was a picture in my life that I could connect with God in a deeper way, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, That's good. Yeah. And I don't think either of those are wrong or there's one way to view it. No, I just, I want to have this discussion. Yeah. I think it's valuable. I do too. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. All right. Number three, would you say that love is ever selfish? What do you think? It depends on, (laughs) (laughs) it depends on, I feel like who you're asking, you know? Mm. Um, Cause in my opinion, if, you are going at it from a biblical definition of love, what I understand to be God's love, it's not supposed to be selfish. Like, it's not supposed to be seeking yourself and your own good, mm-hmm. you know? It's seeking good for others. Okay. Um, but, I mean, in our culture, it's a very much a, a love is a another it's like synonymous with fulfillment, right? Like, does this fulfill me? Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like that's in my understanding what love actually is, you know? Hmm. I don't know. What about you? What do you think? (laughs) Is love selfish? I, you know, I, I think about if we're going big picture, which I think you took us there. So here we go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. Um, I I think there is an aspect of fulfillment, like you're saying, but it's right. Like it's a, I don't know, like we were, we were wired for, for pleasure. Mm-hmm. So that must mean God is also, because we were made in his image, so sure. pleasure or pain. So he, he notices pleasure and pain. And even though the pain was so great of losing his son, Jesus said for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. So... I think that there is, um, when it's real love, there you know that there's payment for it. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a pleasure to it. But you may not feel it now or very soon. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. I just, I feel like there is, there's something in it for me because there will be pleasure. Mm-hmm. Even if the pleasure is knowing that I did the right thing. Sure. You know, it may not feel good, but there's just a, like, this is right. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. All right. You got to talk to me about this next question. Okay. It's, it's okay. In my mind. Okay. I'll, I'll say it. (laughs) And then you explain to me what in your mind, like what, what you're asking. Um, so it says, is love enough? That's very interesting. Cause I think immediately to the, um, the, um, rom-coms, you know, like where they get to the end and someone spurned a lover and, like, they get to the end and they're like, well, I guess love's just not enough. Hmm. You know, that kind of thing. So that's immediately where my <laughs> mind went to. I'd love to know, like, what, what you were thinking about it, you know? and Yeah. Yeah. Well, I posed the question because it is a question. <laughs> not, <laughs> not as though I have an answer that's wonderful. Got it. But it's just an interesting conversation. Yeah. So is love enough? I don't, I don't think it is. Enough for what? Right. Well, <laughs> I just, when I, when I, when love is this, was when love is everything, if love is everything, if, if I'm giving myself for the sake of love, if I'm giving myself 
like fully is love enough to, to for a job or for a responsibility or you know like I don't think that love on its own can sustain I think it has to be attached to God interesting so if I have a very difficult situation with my children like let's say they have serious health problems mm-hmm. and it's a constant drawing on me but I love them and I treasure them and I value them. I feel like it it comes to an end apart from God. Like they're like that well runs dry because I don't sustain it. Like I can't sustain the amount that needs to come out. Like I feel like I'm gonna run dry. Hmm. But whenever it's attached to God, that love is coming from him, then I feel like hmm. And that way you don't have to generate it. You don't have to, you know, sustain it. It's, you're just basically a vessel yeah. for him to, yeah. you know, pour into and then that overflows onto other people. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yep. Which is interesting because love, we talk about love with God and it's such a big conversation mm-hmm. piece. Yet it, if it's the only piece, I still don't think it's full because mm-hmm. it's not really him. Gotcha. So... Um, do you think that, do you think that we get kind of mixed up when tough things happen or when, you know, I don't know, life doesn't turn out the way we expect it to. And we expect God to be all loving and like constantly like lavishing upon us. Like, do you think that that's where it gets lost in the Christian walk or? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm what do you, I I have opinions on God's wrath and his love, but that's probably another conversation. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. But um but that's interesting cuz like I do think like um if we look to ourselves like you were saying to generate and to sustain um loving feelings or you know the sacrifice of love that it takes to, you know, mm-hmm. be hit the world standard of motherhood or, you know, wife, wifely duties or mm-hmm. even friendship. Like if we're not, if our source is ourselves who are finite mm-hmm. and not God who is infinite, like, man. So, yeah, love, I guess marriage is my first thought, Mm -hmm. like you were saying. Like, it's my first thought of what does love look like? Marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Such a a covenant, such a a sacrifice. And yet, if if I say in my mind, if I saw a man and a woman who chose to covenant to themselves and to sacrifice and give themselves for one another and their family and just pour themselves into it, Mm -hmm. and then they die. When they're on their, they're finishing, they're finishing their life. I, I think they're gonna know that it wasn't enough. Hmm. Like that, even that, that great covenant is not enough to actually give to somebody what they need mm-hmm. because they got it from themselves. Sure. And that source, it's just not enough. Yeah. It may have been beautiful and it may have been fun to watch, and fun to be a part of. Had some great attributes, but. I just don't see it as enough. So then I guess my, the next question, I mm-hmm. think I kind of ran into it a little bit. It says, can someone love apart from God? And I think I just answered that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> so you're saying that it can't be true, honest to goodness, sacrificial, like overflowing love. Mm-hmm. We can't experience that without knowing who God is. Right. Which my last thought here for this this idea was, is love, Megan, mm-hmm. is love God? Well, I mean, the Bible says God is love. What is that scripture? Mm-hmm. Do you does. know which it's one it is? First John 4. We're going to talk about it later. Oh, yeah. nice. Right on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of what I go to, you mm-hmm. know. But um, is is love God? Because it's flipped. Mm. I can see how love is worshipped in our culture. Mm-hmm. And I've worshipped love mm-hmm. before. Um, so, yeah, it would probably be a false god in my understanding of it. Mm-hmm. What about you? What do you think? Yeah. No, I don't think it is. I would have in my first... Because I always thought, you know, like... It's in math, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, A equals B, then B equals A. Yeah. <laughs> if God is love, then love is God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the rule with the circle and the rectangle, right? Or no, square and rectangle. So a uh, rectangle isn't a square, but a square is a rectangle. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, yep. kind of like that. Yep, so I, I, I was just pondering this, you know, through the week, and wow, love is not God. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it's such a big beautiful reality he's more yeah you know he is more than love Mm -hmm. and it's something that's kind of humbling because you could feel like you grew in love and you've Mm -hmm. developed this person of covenant and responsibility and Mm -hmm. just sacrifice and all these attributes that are love and then you could say i've arrived (laughs) god have i arrived (laughs) and he's like no i'm I am the one you're arriving to. It's mm-hmm. me. <laughs> I'm a person. Yeah. And I I know what's right. And I know what's true. And I know what's just. And I know what's love. And no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's something that we can't arrive at on our own. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've known so many people. Um, I've stepped into this every now and then. Where you decide that you're going to be a, be a good person. Um, you're going to pay it forward in the drive through line or you're going to, you know, serve extra right. well right. at work or you're going to do extra things for your spouse and so on and so forth. And you see someone talking about it on social media, you know, getting involved with nonprofits, you know, you're like, man, these people love so well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they love so, so well. And like, it's a great thing. And it impacts people's lives. And it's wonderful. Like, it's good to be have a positive impact on people, right? right? But, like, if you unhitch all of your efforts, if you're pursuing love for love's sake, and you're not pursuing God and his, like, his work in you, mm-hmm. his love for you, right. everything else that comes with that God. That relationship, yeah. It, yeah, and if that's not overflowing, and that's not what's per, like creating those like desires mm-hmm. to serve and to love well. And like, if you're unhitching it from pursuing God, like you were saying, man, it's way emptier than um, it could be. Right. That totally makes sense. Yep. It's just humbling, mm-hmm. you know? Oh yeah. All right. Um. So this last <clears throat> question we have mm-hmm. is, 
why do we need truth and love together? Hmm. So I just kind of brought up the thought of the prodigal son and he let the son go. But um, do you have any thoughts on why, why would we need truth and love together? Um, I've seen truth without love, especially recently, you know, um, and it's harsh and it's doesn't reflect the character of God. And, um, it's, it's not like that, that sweet aroma that God talks about mm. wanting from us, you know, right. like it's usually nasty, like burning rubber, acrid smelling, awful, you know, like, <laughs> like, so I gotta say, Megan, I grew up in truth. Okay. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> I was, I did too. Yeah. And I'm a reformed, uh, Facebook debater. So <laughs> I, I try not to do that anymore. <laughs> so good. So, um, trying to reform that. That's um, funny. but no, so I, I know that truth without love can get nasty. Yeah. And it does not reflect God at all. And I speak from experience. Um, but, man. What about love without truth? All grace. And, you know, I feel like we are much more effective. Um, we're much more able to minister to people when we live kind of in between those. Mm -hmm. You know? Because... Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I have not erred on the side of all love, no truth. So I don't know from experience. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know from experience. Me neither. <laughs> I don't know from experience, like, what kind of ditch that can get you in. But I've heard from my all truth, no love people <laughs> that um, you don't have any, um, what is it? You don't have any standards and you don't hold people accountable and, you yeah. know, People need to know there are boundaries, you know, like that kind of thing. And uh, I get it. Like, there's ditches. There are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this is a valuable conversation. Megan. Yeah, I do too. Let's, let's continue. Yeah. Yeah. Samantha. Yeah. You've got a life hack for me? I do. So yeah. I'm, I'm aging another year, as we spoke about. and Aging gracefully, might what? I add. Well, one thing I like about growing in the Lord and just growing as a person is it's not easy, but personal responsibility hmm. is a big deal. Yeah. And the more that I've embraced, like, oh, I'm the one that cares about the house, so I'm the one that needs to clean it. Even if we're all living here, mm. I see it. Personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. So personal responsibility also has played into my aging. And um, something that I've found that I've done and I've seen good results is called the face yoga method. Ooh, tell me about it. Yeah, so it's basically the idea that you can work out muscles in your face and do different exercises intentionally targeting different areas. And so the fact that all of our our skin on our face is attached to muscles and those muscles, if they are not used well, or let's say they're overused, they, um, they can create different signs and different effects on our face. Mm -hmm. So I just, I think it's the side of like, wow, personal responsibility, even for that and that we can age well, or we can not. And it was funny when I first started it, I wasn't aware that my expressions 
were what they were. You know, mm. like I was down. My face was down a lot. Mm. And so whenever we started doing the exercises and getting used to it, as I, my, just my countenance changed in a good way because I took ownership of like, this is my face and I want it to respect and honor and love and value, but I have to be intentional to do that too. I love how you talk about that because it's not about like, oh, I wasn't happy with my crow's feet and I wasn't happy with my wrinkles uh, and like all that stuff, which, you know, all of us kind of notice those things yeah. in ourselves. But like the thought is I want to be, I want to be, I want to have a face that's approachable. Like I want to, you know, radiate the love of God, Yeah. you know, through taking care of my body, you know, and taking care of my, the, the thing that people see when they talk right. to me, you know, like. This is what you see. <laughs> I think it's great. Like, that is so cool. So how long have you been doing it? Um, Probably two years. Yeah. And so I did like a couple of segments of it, like for several weeks. And now I just do it like while I'm driving or I'm sure. in front of the mirror. Like I've okay. just learned the exercises. So, so is it like, like goofy faces? Oh, girl. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> That's super fun. Well, cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the conversation just as much as we did. Subscribe, share, and we'll see you next week.